It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. The Cowboys are seven-point favorites against the Packers this weekend, and I am excited to see how they manage to mess it up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Thursday, February 29th, and it is unspeakably beautiful outside. I feel like if Jackson Saffon cared about us he would be like the teacher that says let's go podcast outside today. <laughs> remember that that was such a special time Shar's oh. that teacher you know Shar's that teacher so she, she just go it. up under a tree and just teach a and just teach she's, like she's a, a English lesson. teacher too so she'd be like let's go sit you seen the courtyard of Polly too she'd be like let's yeah, go yeah. sit um, let's go sit amongst the rose bushes oh, taking so the sun fire. oh god oh. <laughs> uh as always Jenkins and Jones hosted by Dragonfly Jones aka Tyler hey everybody have a good Lejethro Jenkins aka John What's that, Bubbas? I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Motherfucking mother. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Coming to you live. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you challenged him in the last episode. That's hey, why. Man, come you, on, man. You, you called me out last episode. We got to hold buddy. on to that. We got to hold on to that, man. Great to respond to a challenge. 
Tyler's, yeah, that's right. Love it, love it. Love big it. time Dang. players make big time motherfucking mics and big, big time pods, you know? <laughs> The strip club DJ always. voice is back. Come to the stage, Roxy. <laughs> but producers always by the lovely and talented Jackson Saffron. What up? What All right. Uh, did you guys know that uh, a clipper was a ship? Yes. You I did. did not know that. Yeah. I know a lot Tyler of knew, I know yeah, a lot of dumb knew. shit because I, I I just be wanting to know like why the fuck are our teams named such? But yeah, I knew that they were called Clippers because they was you know moved from Buffalo to San Diego. San Diego got the whole little bay there and shit. And a Clipper is a type of boat with a bunch of fucking sails that moves fast because you know a bunch of sails equal a bunch of wind catching and shit. So yeah, I knew that. I know a lot of dumb shit. Like do y'all know the 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 Trailblazers logo is like the only abstract logo in all the sports? Yes. Like yeah, it's 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 it yeah, it, it is a representation of a five on five basketball game. There's five soups going this way, five soups going that way. It's a five on five basketball game. Wow. I yeah. remember you I remember the first book you ever recommended. I, I know like, that because you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> when we were when we were like when we first met, you recommended a book to me like facts that people wouldn't know about. It was just like a book of random facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I remember you would go through when we got you got bored at work. You would just put press random on Wikipedia and yeah. just go through shit on Wiki. It was sounds like, who is this nigga, dog? But a Jeopardy yeah. ass nigga, bro. You feel Back me? when it was actually the information age and not the misinformation age. Right, right. Before right, times. Right. Yeah, man. Those were the those were the good old days, bro. You, you brought the book way. to South by. Like you was reading the book of like random. Oh, yeah, facts I remember and I, and I gave you that shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, you got it, but I got I got I'll get another one. I remember that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's dope. Um, yeah, I didn't know. I did not know. I just thought it. And someone, my friend asked me, he said, what did you think it was? And I said, I just thought they were a shitty basketball team. Like, I didn't yeah, that, know. That, that's that always like, my question. Like, what did y'all think that they were, bro? Like, I don't know. I just, I never thought about it. It was like, it's the Clippers. Like, why would never, I think about the yeah. Clippers? Like, but, but I do feel similarly, <laughs> like if the, it, it's like, I mean, putting a boat on the logo, it's like, someone said, it's like, oh, well, like the Lakers. It's like, but yeah, the Lakers would never have a logo that was a thousand lakes, though. I mean, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, I generally like the redesigned uniforms. I just thought the logo with the, um, with the, the boat was like, no one thinks of you as boats. Like, n- like nobody, it's like the Packers. They're not going to put a picture of someone packing meat or something as a logo. <laughs> like, there's just, they're the Packers. It exists separate yes. from the name that they represent, I feel like. Do y'all know what a knickerbocker is? Type of pant, right? Yep, a type of pants worn by Dutch settlers of New York. Mm, nah, uh-uh. the reason the Lakers wouldn't put a lake on their logo on their thing that was because they don't want to remind people that they stole some of their championships from Minnesota. Ooh. Yeah, what do you mean stole? <laughs> Get into it. No, 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 <laughs> just kid. Get into it. I don't know, that, bro. Does, does, but does um? I know, I know this. Uh, the Seattle SuperSonics won like one championship in the seventies, right? Seventy nine. Do, does does OKC have that banner up in their in their arena? No, I think if they was, were still the Sonics, they would though. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I the thing. That. It's it's, it's yeah. like the 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 St. Louis or the right that like the Rams. There's a, like the the Phoenix card, like the the Arizona Cardinals. Do the Rams, you, the ones from the when in 2001, did they take that? Did they yeah, have that like hanging? if you oh, stay okay. as the same team name. Yeah. Like, okay. and I actually, yeah. I think, that, but that there is actually some like interesting legal stuff around that in the NFL because of the weird triumvirate of like the Browns, Colts, and Ravens, where like the Colts went from Baltimore to Indianapolis and kept the history. And then you have a new team in Baltimore, but so do they get the Baltimore history? The Browns didn't exist and then did re-exist 
So it's like similar, like if someone starts the Sonics in Seattle, which we've heard is going to happen, do they just put up all the old shit? They do, right? Because it would just be now they're back. And I also remember there was when they first moved, there was a lot of everyone in Seattle was really mad because they were like, oh, all these players from the Thunder are like they were they were lumping the history in together when they first moved. And everyone's like, nah, you cannot do this. This We do not. You stole our team. You can't steal our history. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, um, what do you do? You say Kevin what do you Durant do? And, didn't and what exist do you do in the like NBA last year. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like if KD, if the Sonics start back, and it's like, does KD scored how many points with the Sonics versus with the Thunder? It's it's a little murky for players like KD specifically. Yeah, who happens I think to that's be where you draw the line, though. If pe- players are playing for both teams, then you keep. The, you know what I'm saying? But like g- talking about Gary Payton scoring so and so or having so many right. steals. Best OKC defender in history. Come on, nigga. Like, that ain't it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, no, I, th- I, I agree. But it, it, just, it, is a, it, it is a weird thing. And it is one of the problems with us putting these, like, huge culturally important institutions that actually are secretly just, like, billion-dollar corporations. <laughs> you know? It's like, you don't want the memories that you had as a Sonics fan to be tied to what this one asshole, like, wants to do with his company. And... Mm-hmm. That that's how they're all set up, obviously, so that that happens. So, yeah, uh, I I don't know. The Sonics thing is weird, though. It is. It's like Kevin. Like, I mean, they're gonna retire Kevin Durant's jersey. You know, <laughs> I, don't think I so. mean, yeah, probably not. But at the same time, like, I mean, OKC that's, or what or who? Seattle, the Sonics. That's their guy. <laughs> I mean, it was no, franchise the, defining that they picked I him. Think what, you know what they'll end up doing is because he is said he wants to be part of the ownership group and so i think they'll mm-hmm. they'll just do a lot of like really cool big stuff about him when he becomes officially like part of the franchise again is he gonna but, get a statue no <laughs> I don't think he's getting the statue. he ain't do shit in seattle <laughs> that, that, that kevin durant is seattle he it, no no but imagine this because we just saw this with the a's right you have a year where you know that this rich dude is fucking you and he's gonna take your team you, you and your kids are gonna be going to fucking UW baseball games instead of Sonics games for the rest of your life, right? And what he did was he was Kevin Durant that year. Imagine if the A's, instead of no one coming, you had one of the best baseball players in history to go see every day. Like, I, I was at their last, the next to last home game and wrote a column about it. Like, mm-hmm. that was a huge deal. They, he, was, he was selling the arena out. People were, like, losing their mind about him. I really think, even if it was a small window of time, He's a super, super important athletic figure in in the Pacific Northwest history. Just like that's such a different feel of we're tanking and we win four games and there's nothing to see. And then the team leaves versus, you know, you have a sold out game, overtime wins, all this other shit. Like at the end of the season, I don't know. Like I, I, I wouldn't, I'm bust. not saying he'd get a give statue. Him a, give him a bust. You know, there has to be like a middle ground. I mean, I think nothing <laughs> statue or bust is in the neck middle. Up. You know what I mean? Just neck, neck up. Yeah. 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 get the whole body. You know what I mean? Like Sonic's history, like museum or whatever. And he'll definitely have a, a section there. Yeah. And what I would love to see is some sort of, like, I, hopefully the team, the Sonics exist while Kevin Durant is still playing. And hopefully I would love him to like do a, go back and like play a, one year there or like, do something where he's able to like reconnect with the team while he's still active in the league and the city and the city. I, I, I think that's a, that's an underrated. What if bro, if, if the Sonics stay in Seattle, obviously with the, the talent that they ended up getting, but then the question is Kevin Durant. I mean, I think there's a lot of reporting out there about part of what Kevin Durant was looking for was a different place to live than Oklahoma city. Like yeah, he's not leaving. 
What's Kevin Durant's career like if the Sonics don't move to the Oklahoma City Thunder? Is he just a Sonic? He's a Sonic life. I, mean, I bet my bottom dollar. Bottom dollar. <laughs> Sonic life. dollar. That's, I don't know. But, dog, like, to, to, to have a pick like Kevin Durant and then the team leave the next year. There's pictures of Kevin Durant and Westbrook in Sonic's jerseys together. And Westbrook right. never played a single Never game. played there. But, like, to have those two, like, back-to-back all-timers. Yeah. And then one never plays. The other dude played one year in the shake. And then you see them, like, by 2011, they're, like, battling against Bron for the championship. You know what I'm saying? Like, knocking the Spurs out and shit, going up against the fucking, like, the, uh, the Grizzlies, like, and you're just watching that. <laughs> Nigga. Also, I never thought of it from Mr. that Starbucks point of view. Make a few extra bucks. Yeah. What a bunch right. of what? Right, right. Also, right. Mr. Starbucks could like diversify his fucking portfolio. What an asshole! Jesus, that's wild. And then it's like a, 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 a objectively good, objectively great NBA city too. You know what I'm saying? It's not like there wasn't a huge fan base that loved the fucking Sonics. No, that's right. Like I said, like the game I went to, bro. This is not like the A's leaving Oakland. Where it's it's like, not hey, like the Rams leaving St. Louis, nigga. Like, I went to Rams games. It was right. depressing, dog. Like, right. I only went when they were free, and I went to see, like, Peyton play when he was with the Colts or some shit. I wasn't going to see the Rams. Like, the actual Rams fans were very, like, I looked at them like, nigga, damn, y'all really signed up for this? They looked so sad. There was, like, eight of them. I yeah. get that. But the Sonics was totally different. You know what I mean? For sure. That's for like, I'm not going to say it's, there. it's like New York or Chicago in terms of basketball talent no. pipelines, but, like, Jamal Crawford, DeJounte Murray, Paolo Bancaro. Like, there are a lot of Nate, Nate Robinson, Terrence Ross. Like, there's a Summer lot. Summer League goes NBA crazy up there. You know yeah. what I mean? For sure. No, uh, 100%. And the UW basketball program, too. I mean, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of underrated shit in the Pacific Northwest just because it's like the television cameras break when they go up there because it rains too much. So people don't fucking hear about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think Seattle, honestly, I mean, I love fucking Seattle, bro. I, I Portland was a, a tad... Uh, Snow Roachy for us, but Seattle was like, you know, that was on the short list of cities we could see ourselves living in when we did our little honeymoon road trip shit. So I went to Portland and I get, yes, those are the vibes, bro. Like they were nice, but it had had a very get out type feel. You know what I'm saying? Like mm, these people are nice, but something isn't right. Like my Spidey sisters were going crazy. You feel me? (laughs) Bro, it was it was put in the state charter when Oregon was founded that black people yeah. were banned. Black people could not yeah. live there, dog. And I heard like Oregon has like one of the bigger like you know what I'm saying like racist like uh, organizations that exist. No, not just, in Portland, it is, but uh, fucking, it is a yeah. fucking racist militia fucking haven, bro. Oregon. I, I would yeah, say yeah, I would so. say that that's that's true for Washington too. Like both those states, if you leave the coast, like from there all the way through Idaho and then like Montana and the Dakotas and stuff, that is like prime like proud boy training ground territory you know what i, I mean? don't go east of the mountains yeah that's where my mom lives bro that's, that's where my mom was a social worker <laughs> she definitely seen some shit bro don't go east of the mountains has real the hills have eyes vibes <laughs> nigga you I mean, know we would go, what i mean like, play baseball, like, somebody has like a I face that they carved but i said what I, we had like baseball and basketball tournaments not like i never went across but like yeah it's, it's a different it feels like a different state I remember, yeah. like, being in the South having AU tournaments, and baseball brings you to the weirdest and worst places. You feel me? Like, so that makes a lot of sense, dog. I remember, like, dudes, like, I, I remember, like, it was, this wasn't, I mean, Tennessee in general was racist, you know what I mean? But, like, a motherfucker is getting, 
golly bum, this is cold rain. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not a racist <laughs> statement, but you know racism has come out that mouth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that brain has other racist thoughts with that golly bum. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so that makes sense. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, did y'all see uh, Bron's tweet about uh, Bronny and wishing that people would, uh, you know, lay off Forget a little bit? Bronny? I get yeah. I get, I, get both, I, get, I get it, but also get why it's not going to be that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Bron kind of, you know, hyped the kid up himself. Yeah. Like, like, he yeah. tweeted out, you know, he was watching, when he was injured that one time, he was like, you know, tweeting out about how he was watching League Pass. He's like, Bronny better than a lot of these dudes I'm watching. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, bro, you know, you can't put that that top back on that bottom once you open it. But I mean, either way, the Bulls I was gonna be on Bronny's back. He's LeBron James Jr. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, but, but wasn't yeah. that wasn't that one of Bron's quotes though that he was gonna wear a different number because he wanted to have his you know he wanted to have his own identity. It's like he's literally LeBron James Jr. Bro, and like, checking in, just... LeBron James Jr. <laughs> like, bro, Are you can't only escape two that. LeBrons on the planet. You know what I'm saying, like. <laughs> You and your dad, like that's crazy. <laughs> LeBron, James. I, I, as a, I, I, I get him as a father, like saying he's better 
than, than this, a lot of these dudes, some of these dudes in the league, and also wanting people to chill out. I mean, that's very dad energy. You feel me? Like, but yeah, like you, like, like you said, Tyler, yeah, you can't, you can't say that and then not get the, the, what's coming with it. But, but also you said what was coming with it was coming regardless if you said that or not. So it's just kind of a fucked up situation. And, yeah. but, and Bronny's the one caught up in it. A, a 19 year old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll work out for him one way or the other, but it's definitely, I definitely, I thought that was an interesting quote. I was like, I did, like you what? said, I get it as a dad, but it's also like, bro, I mean, you, it's what Tyler said, man, you, you as a, you know, just a you guy were who. You part of what you are wanting people to stop yeah. doing. You were, <laughs> you played a part. You, right. You what, were part what? of them. You are them. Once right. again, you're complaining about Subway being trash when nigga, you made the sandwich. <laughs> like, <laughs> sage words right there. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk about did y'all see that Wendy's was floating the idea of doing surge pricing that they then had to walk back? Did y'all see this shit? Yes. Motherfuckers are just yes. greedy, bro. Just flat out fucking greedy. Like, there's no excuse for that where you're just gonna raise the price of a burger during prime fucking hunger hours. Like, dog, like it's it's not even about profits anymore, profit margins. It's about how greedy, how much what can, can I get away with for? Yeah. I see they walk that shit back after everybody let them know, like, what the fuck do y'all think y'all are doing? But, like, well, why you I, can't surge the shit on the opposite end where you decrease the prices? That's good fucking business right there. Like, your right. shit will be booming. You know what I'm saying? But, bro, that's just if not it how was capitalism 30% works. off at one o'clock in the morning at Wendy's, bro, oh, I mean, I, I mean, I guess actually I'd probably just be buying the same amount of Wendy's but paying less for it. But I would <laughs> yeah. be very excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's. I, I know Elizabeth Warren and a bunch of other people tweeted about it, which is good. Like politicians of like, hey, yeah, I think this is actually illegal. Like, you cannot like nakedly be price gouging like that. Like, uh, yeah, the Baconator is six ninety nine, but if Tyler wants one, it's seven fifty. Like, Damn, it's <laughs> wild as fuck, bro. You just pulling up at the drive through, not knowing what the fuck you getting into. Hell no. Nah. Right, and I and who, it hurt. Who suggested I have to, that, I, and who leaked it? Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, hide that, get out. Were they like really close to getting it done? Yeah, I think they or, were like floating it. Yeah, I mean, I think they were they were floating it. Yeah, okay. I think so. And I, I I have to admit, as embarrassing as as it is to have brand loyalty in 2024, um, I was hurt that it was Wendy's, bro. Wendy's has really good burger meat. I remember like that's my spot, those, John. Remember working like those like basic ass jobs like Best Buy and shit. We'd all, like Wendy's was the place that we'd all go because like. We could pay cheap prices, but it what McDonald's and Burger King meat was trash. Like, you know what I mean? Out of the tr- fast food, that was the actual meat that we felt like we weren't eating styrofoam. You know what right. I mean? We weren't we weren't killing ourselves by yeah. eating that burger. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then you they betray us you, in that way. I was you, a you, Baconator fan. I was promoting the Baconator to all my friends as a kid. Like, you need to try that fucking Baconator, man. That motherfucker goes crazy. You know what I'm saying? And Bro, now you when, see that's crazy. Wendy's had like the most rejuvenating lettuce on a burger I've ever tasted in my life, bro. Like you bite into that motherfucker and you feel like the nutrients go through coursing through your body. Like the tomatoes like it was about too. It, yeah, the it was about as, as it was about as healthy as a fast food burger spot could get. You know, it didn't Which seem like it was sitting under the warmer. We, we've all worked those those fast they food hit jobs it with like, a little. They hit just, it with a little spray bottle. I had that from a Wendy's insider. <laughs> we would just like make a burger and let the shit sit under under a warmer, like Hardee's and shit and other fast food places I worked. But it's feel like. Wendy's actually made it fresh for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Even if it was two, a lot, hey, it felt like it. When that 99 cent menu was going, two Ooh. junior bacon cheeseburgers, 
99 cent fry and a the fry and, a, yeah. and a 99 cent chocolate frosty, bro. Like crazy. Five dollars. They bake potatoes too. Back before oh, yeah, my stomach was fucking trash as hell. Them baked potatoes just go crazy too. You love them shit. That that was when you needed to sustain yourself. <laughs> when you were like, I only got one dollar, and I don't know when the fuck I'm getting money again. Let, give me the potato, please. I need my cola to be it. heavy right. as long as possible. Yes. <laughs> Carb load me, please. I told y'all I had like ten dollars one week for like a whole week in college, nigga, bro. You gotta make some shit. You know, hey, some decisions. You, you weren't carb loading to run a 5K. You were carb loading to be poor. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, you were carb loading because you weren't eating tomorrow, bro. You feel right, me? nigga. You feel me? I was carb loading for it's Thursday and I don't get paid till Friday. Yeah. <laughs> bro, it was, I, mean, I, mean, I remember like driving, to in, like driving from work and thinking like, damn, I got $10 till Friday and it was Monday, Monday night. Like, how did we make it, bro? <laughs> That's crazy. But Wendy's held us down. You know what I mean? Well, one answer to that question. I expected better from Wendy's. Yeah. Uh, One answer to that question that uh, I saw Tyler tweet about. I didn't have this on the top of the list, but it's probably worth talking about was, uh, John, did you see that the the head of the Kellogg Corporation uh, is suggesting? Actually, they did a cutesy little ad about it that it was like, hey, if you're broke as fuck and you can't afford groceries, eat cereal for dinner. (laughs) Just like. As someone who has lived that life, that is not something to aspire to. Like, it's cool to eat, you, you know, uh, cereal for dinner because, just because you want to, just because you can. But there's times where I had to eat that because that was the only shit I had in the crib to eat. And eating cereal for dinner, bro, nah, that was not a good fucking feel, man. It was some shit you did just to get by. And now they are trying to paint it as a great idea. And that's just, bro, it's, it's, it's just so fucking foul. Like, like, like th- it, that's straight out the playbook where... No, you're not struggling. Don't blame this on corporate read. You just have to change your perspective. Eating cornflakes for dinner is actually good. No, the fuck it isn't, dog. It isn't. Yeah. They treat it like it's breakfast for dinner. Like, cereal's not necessarily breakfast. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't look at it as the same. The only time I've eaten cereal for dinner is when, like like Tyler said, desperation. Or, like, it's late. Like, it's, like, 9.30. I just want to get something fast. But, like, eating it out of, like, necessity. Like, motherfucker, work on the economy, bitch-ass nigga. Don't tell me to fucking eat cereal. You know what I mean? Especially coming from a motherfucker that's probably a, a billionaire. You know what I mean? Like, nigga, that's, that, that's nasty. That has real, like, let them eat cake vibes, nigga. You know what happened to that, motherfucker? We need to fucking, we need to evil, nigga. We need to start chopping heads off again. <laughs> you know, we're losing recipes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pulling up to the Kellogg's Corporation. Did y'all? Decapitate <laughs> motherfuckers. Run Speaking with of, you, you know. Let's figure that out, guys. We'll talk off of, the pod. <laughs> Speaking of this being a little fun facts episode, do y'all know why cornflakes were created by Kellogg? Yes, and I was actually just about to say, and I will let you deliver your punchline, yeah, but it, I was just going to say that, like, the one thing that's funny about being the CEO of the Kellogg Corporation is he could come out and, and say he's celebrating Hitler's birthday, and it wouldn't be the craziest thing the head of the <laughs> Kellogg Corporation ever said. Right, right. They were created to to curb people's urge to masturbate. That's what cornflakes were created for. Overtly. So, yeah, so these motherfuckers came out and said, hey, eat this so you don't beat your dick. And now they tell us, hey, eat this so you survive. Like, y'all just got terrible fucking PR there, bro. Like, <laughs> no no ideas that you have suggested to us are good, dude. Is there, like, any sort of 
logic at all behind yeah, that? Yeah, it was like classic like pseudoscience in the eugenics era when there was also pseudoscience yeah. about head size and stuff. The feeling uh, was that it was like a vitamin deficiency that was yes, causing teenage boys to uh, masturbate. <laughs> graham crackers, too. Graham crackers were created to be anti-masturbation food yeah. as well. It was like, they need more nutrients. <laughs> yeah, they so, need more so, nutrients. Whatever. You're going to be sitting there. You're, you're going to be 14. Your dick's so hard. You know, you fucking, you might bump it against the table and bust in your pants. But your your belly's so full of graham crackers. <laughs> I don't care how graham crackers came to exist. I'm glad they exist. I love <laughs> graham crackers. I love They're graham crackers. They're so good, They're bro. so good. Are graham crackers and, like, animal crackers cousins? Doesn't it kind of feel like that? My tripping, like they taste very similar. Animal crackers are to stop you getting blowjobs. Oh, that's what they. That's what they <laughs> <laughs> it's like every food has a different sex act. that's trying well, fuck to fuck animal you. crackers. You won't go that far. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, there was one uh, billionaire doing something somewhat relatable this week. John was tweeting about uh, Mark Zuckerberg. You know, you have to have a certain amount of respect for a dude who gets so rich he could do anything he wants. And I guess a big part of what he's choosing to do is have custom swords made so that he could train as a samurai. And I know he's doing fucking, he's doing MMA and shit too. And I, I guess salute to Zuck, right, John? <laughs> I, bro, I just feel like if I'm rich, I don't want more things. I imagine that will get old, right? But experiences are like, so I would want to go to a fucking top of a mountain and make a fucking Hideki Hanzo fucking sword, nigga, whatever. The fuck. You know, I want to go with the sword master. Of course, when I'm rich, I'm going to go there barefoot, motherfucking smelling like, you know what I'm saying? 12 dicks, not showered in three days. I want those type of experience, niggas. You know, nigga, I, want, I want that shit. You feel me? I want shit that you can't pay for. I think that's, I said that because when I went to Africa, I didn't shower for like three Those days. dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know, bro. I don't know what anybody else smells like. Can you tell me? Can you? <laughs> no. But like, dog, I just, I, this is a very nasty pod, bro. <laughs> we, we've got this some crazy so you shit. Just, you say you want to smell like 12 dicks. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, just wondering saying, which like, dicks. I want just... to have an experience you yeah. can't pay for. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's like, I want to, I want to do, I want to get rich to have time. Like, even if you had the money, do you have the time to go spend three weeks, you know what I'm saying, making his fucking sword. The part of being rich that I love is that the freedom you have with it. I don't have to worry about work or responsibility of that shit. I can go do some weird shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I respect that. Tyler, are you getting a sword if you become a billionaire? Hell yeah. Y'all, did y'all, did y'all <laughs> ever see that? I ate too though. You feel me? Yeah. I know. <laughs> did, did y'all ever watch Blue Eyed Samurai? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's an Hell incredible, yeah, nigga. it's an the incredible sword making yeah, it's an incredible sword making character in that who is just like steals the whole fucking show. But no spoilers on that. But it's it's fucking incredible. People, if you have it, it's legitimately like the best fucking martial arts piece of media I've seen probably since like Kill Bill, bro. Like it's that fucking good, man. It's incredible. I just I just feel like getting rich and buying cool nigga shit is stupid. Like I think I'd be almost anti. You know what I mean? Like. I wouldn't want to, I'd want to spend my time doing shit that I, like the freedom of being rich is what you want, right? Not just yeah. the things, like, in any way. So that's what I fuck with. Like, whether it's going, you know, you know what I'm saying, making a, a, a sword or something else that is extra fucking odd that you can just spend time doing it. I want to, yeah. I want to, you know, I want to get into all that type of shit. You feel me? Yeah. 
<clears throat> okay, we have uh, two entrants uh, uh, into this uh, Scammer of the Year ongoing competition that we have. Did you guys hear about the uh, woman who uh, lost out on her $800,000 disability case because a yeah. photo emerged of her throwing a tree at a tree-throwing competition? Dumbest fucking no, shit ever. No, no. I just texted you the link to the story. Please just click on it real quick so that you can see how aggressively she is throwing the tree in this picture. So she was trying to get some insurance money because like some she had won five yeah. years ago a eight hundred thousand dollars settlement uh, that she has now is obviously is now being carried against her. The judge referred to the picture as quote graphic because of how obviously not disabled she is in this picture. <laughs> I think the thing is she got a lot of money. She's rich. You feel me? <laughs> she want to do rich people shit. Like, you getting a tree throwing. Like I said, you make swords, tree throwing. Like, nigga, you feel me? It was yeah. hard to fight the urge. She was she was living right. You feel me? Just, uh, the, the issue was somebody recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. You got to know, you go to a big media event like a tree throwing competition. Yeah, you know, you know what, what I mean? mean? There's going to be cameras out, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, okay, the other entrant is, uh, and I've also just texted you this link. Did a big you, ass tree. Did you? I don't know if I could throw that tree. It was a five foot tree, and she was, and they, that was the competition. It was who could throw this five foot tree the furthest? <laughs> she fucking chucked that shit, bro. Did she win? I want to know, man. Hopefully, she won. <laughs> she didn't win, bro. Okay. <laughs> Prize wasn't eight hundred thousand dollars either. It she wasn't eight hundred. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just texted you the other uh, scam of the year nominee, which is uh, an English, uh, uh, or excuse me, in Glasgow, a Willy Wonka experience oh, that, that marketed itself with uh, with AI images that showed like this beautiful, cool, like oh wow, like we can come hang out with Oompa Loompas. Was like maybe I mean this is like fire fest to the tenth fucking degree because at least there were like white bread sandwiches at fire fest. You know what I mean? This is a hanger. With one like stuffed rainbow and then like blank walls with a small picture taped up of like Candyland, a woman who looks like, I mean, she just looks like a crackhead, bro. Damn, <laughs> like, handing you two Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> like, it's, but they, they talked to like one of the actors who was in it and they were like, yeah, it was the worst shit ever. Like, I felt horrible for, <laughs> for all these kids. I saw that photo right there, like when you when it was first posted, and I was like, "Bruh, like for sure, scam of the year, G." And it's like it looks like a kids' craft project, you know what I'm saying? They're like a, you know what I'm saying? They're like kids planned it out. Like it was it was so different from what they promoted. Uh, crazy, but the AI images they might have got me though, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the what the, the image they used to sell it were incredible. Yeah, I might have showed that to the kids. The kids love Willy Wonka. They love the right. first, they love all of them. They, they've been running through all those things. like that soundtracks on our fucking on loop in our house right now, bro. They would have been so about that. You got to see a picture of what it Hold actually up. looks. You like, might have fought somebody, bro. That is, bro. They it's a such a blatant lie. It's oh, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> is she the only person working there? Like, there there's was like, nobody else in. There the was place. like five people in the warehouse. <laughs> you just like wander around. I mean, it's like more like oh, a horror night space. Like, take a photo. Like, take a photo <laughs> with the image we shared online that we told you you're actually going to. 
crazy. It's, it's crazy, bro, that they didn't even, like, hang out straight. You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking wild. Respect. Anyway, uh, as respect. I mentioned, <laughs> respect. You know, I guess the brazenness of it. Um, <laughs> in this country, you probably get promoted to Kellogg CEO for doing some shit like that. So I don't know. <laughs> I think in Scotland, they, they actually got in trouble. Uh, all right. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it is uh, February 29th. Uh, that is my my birthday. I'm turning 40 years old, and I'm hoping. Happy uh, birthday, my boy. Yeah, yeah, happy thanks, birthday, thanks, guys. I'm hoping that you will share some some advice uh, as 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 I'm turning forty. How should I be feeling? I feel pretty good about my life and everything. I feel like I'm supposed to be stressed out about turning forty, which I don't feel stressed out about it at all. But like, is the does a midlife crisis kick in in like a week, or is it a sign that we've been like living correct that you just turned forty and it's like all right, cool, <laughs> bro? I, I I remember like the only time i was really even halfway stressing was turning 30 and i feel like that's more with like societal expectations everyone's like 30 is the magic age where you have your shit together no one cares when you turn 40 everyone's like okay you are old and you're dead to us you don't really matter anymore so like turning 40 was like stress-free as a motherfucker you know what i'm saying so you know it was like like i said i was stressing like a lot during my 29th year then i woke up on my 30th birthday and i was like wow i'm 30 so who, okay, next year I'm going to be 31. Like, that's just how this shit works. And I was like, I don't know why the fuck I was stressing. Like, that shit just felt normal as fuck. But, you know, that's the only advice I can give you, dog. Is like, it's like, it didn't feel different at all to me. And all we're going to do is just keep getting older, bro. Like, we, we do not matter anymore in the whole scheme of things in, in regards to the societal expectations and shit. I think I was just thought like 30 was old and I was scared of 30. You know what I mean? And then my 30s were great. They were way better than my fucking 20s. I was broken, fucking struggling and figuring shit out, doing dumb shit all through my 20s. You know what I mean? So the 30s were so good, I almost, I, I was looking forward to the 40s. So when I turned 40, I was just like, we gonna run it up again. You feel me? I think like, maybe like when we get, I, also I think we live different so our bodies feel different from the past years. I don't think 40 feels like how 40 used to feel. Knocking 40 is the hard right bottom yes. suitcase yeah. wearing 40 like the generation prior. You know what I mean? Um, so like, yeah, I, 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 I've enjoyed the fuck out of my forties. I feel great, bro. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like maybe around 60, I'll be like, okay, nigga, you old now, nigga. You feel what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I just tell yeah. my daughter I'm old now. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I don't feel like I'm really, I don't really feel old. I'm having fun. Yeah. So I think you'll be good, bro. It's just, yeah, you, you shouldn't feel any way. Like you shouldn't feel yeah. you know, worried about that. It's, no, that's how I feel. I, I felt, but I actually felt the same way turning 30. And I, I mean, y'all know me, bro. I don't drink or do anything interesting. Like when I turned 30, it was kind of a relief to me. Like, all right, cool, bro. Like tap, like, st- you know, officially tap me out on everything. Like, I- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I can really start telling niggas, I ain't, we ain't going to be there. <laughs> you know right. What well, that's yeah, what like- I told my mom. I didn't, I, you know, like I didn't feel weird about turning 30. And she was like, that's because you've been 30 since you were 15. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, about, man, that's man. about right, bro. <laughs> Is that how old you were when you had your first kid? uh yeah we were thirty. yes i was 30 uh hold on no i was 29 when Vinny was born so yeah so we were you know that whole year is a fucking blur but yes he was a he was still a baby he was in his first year when i turned uh 30 and now Mary it feels just had a kid you supposed you were supposed to be 30 like, like yeah, your mom yeah, said, yeah. You, yeah like even we if starting to think about buying he was a house already 30 you know right. what i'm saying like yeah he was doing 30 yeah. 30 year old shit yeah for sure we're turning 40 thinking about like, okay, do we want to push to try and retire early or do we want to travel more? You know what I mean? Like that's, that feels like that's right, right for 40. Yeah, you got some great <laughs> problems, bro. 
Right, that's what I'm saying. But I feel that's what I feel like good about where we're at and everything. You know, knock on wood, kids are healthy, we're healthy, everyone's happy, you know? I mean, I don't know, shit. Uh I'm looking forward to I will for one day be married to a younger woman because Shar doesn't turn forty until the day after me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of our oldest running bits whenever that pops up pops up on Twitter was your oldest running bit with your partner is like, Well, we I do that younger woman shit every year for twelve hours, so I guess I got I got that going. I don't know. All right, congratulations! All though. I think got. it's a big deal, though. You know what I'm saying? It's it's really dope to make it to 40, bro. You feel what I'm saying? So, oh yeah, yeah we yeah. got a lot of people in my family who didn't make it to 40 for sure. And you got a yeah. happy ass. You got a lot life. of people who were either kids or beautiful make it wife or who were. You know what I mean, thanks, John. Appreciate you, bro. Love you. No, I'm just w saying, boys. bro. You live in a hell no, of a life, bro. No, I'm, 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 I'm for real, bro. I, 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 yeah. I, I feel, I feel lucky every day I wake up. Feel very lucky I get to do this with you guys, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll still be doing this. Well, I'm the opposite of the rappers who said, "Shoot me if I'm still rapping at 50." I hope we're doing this till we're fucking 68, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be making social security fucking art jokes with y'all when we're fucking 70. That sounds great to me. Hell yeah. <laughs> John's not gonna be there. <laughs> no, it's, no, no, it's not. Oh, okay, okay. What the fuck? I'm talking to the homies, nigga. I would do this for the free. You feel me? Yeah. We were doing it for the free for hours. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Quiet. All right. <laughs> you can fuck up my early retirement All right, that's all the time we got. Uh, we will be back on Monday with a regular episode, and then should we tease the next Love Is Blind recap or let people be surprised, Tyler? What's your feeling? I mean, we've been talking about Mina's hopping on with us. All right, Mina's hopping on with us. Subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at Jenkins and Jones. The team's got us on all the other social media applications as well, so you can catch up with us anywhere, and we'll see y'all there. Bye. 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 The Volume. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.